Welcome back. Welcome into the Lion's Share Podcast. This is the big show, Sunday edition. Hard to believe it's week three already. Week three almost in the books. Also hard to believe we're on double-digit episodes. This is episode 10. Yeah, man. Uh, any Joe can walk off the street and say they have a podcast. Not every Jimmy can say he's got 10 episodes, though. I don't get it, but we're just going to keep rolling with it. Lions fall to the Vikings 28-24, but they did cover the spread. Great teams cover. Lions were on the road. Sounds like you were too, Andrew. Um, this this job's got to be mobile, and as such, uh, you got to learn to adapt and overcome. Uh, Graham's uh, peace and love. You got to see her when you can see her, and the whole family is in town. You got to spread love. We, we, we certainly appreciate family time here on the podcast. This is a family podcast, and uh, we won't knock you for that, but this is two weeks in a row that you've been on the road, just just for notes, for those keeping track uh, at home. You either get better or worse, and I've gotten worse two weeks in a row, but we're going to get better next week. In this episode, we're going to break down the full recap of the Lions and Vikings. We'll go first half, time capsule, second half, and we'll look, look forward to next week. In the next segment, we'll also have NFL Week 3, College Football Week 4, and the usual BS that we have to end the show. Let's go right into Lions-Vikings. Here's your stat line from the game. Jared Goff, 25 of 41 for 277 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Jamal Williams on the ground leading the rushing attack, 87 yards on 20 carries with uh, with two touchdowns. Josh Reynolds... Six catches for 96 yards. Led the wide receivers. St. Brown coming in just behind him at six catches and 73 yards. Um, And I do believe he did not continue the streak of eight straight games, or excuse me, eight receptions in however many straight games that was. Uh, And I like to put that on none none other than Brady Quinn for jinxing it. He said several times throughout the game, well, he's going to get it. Well, he's going to. Brady, we don't like you. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but let's let's be clear: this is not a Brady Quinn podcast. Yeah, this is a this is a DQ sponsored uh, podcast, not a BQ. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. That's going in the that's going in the best of mixtape right there. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, sorry, Mitch, but we got to say that Anzalone led the defense with ten tackles today. It's in the stats. That's that's all I'm saying. He's the the leading tackler on defense. Rodrigo also added eight. Um, so yeah, let's go right into the first half. Um, uh, it was, it was a, not a great offensive drive to start the game. Um, the, the questionable call on second and 10 and then the third and long, um, that was forced from the swing pass that went negative and then they end up, uh, missing a field goal and the Vikings kind of do the same thing on the other end. It was kind of a carbon copy first, first couple drives for the Lions and the Vikings. Uh, not yeah, not only like first couple drives carbon copied, but uh, game as a whole, they, they they flowed well as a team, uh, almost almost in conjunction with each other. They were feeding off what the other the other team was giving them, uh, and one team could pull off a field goal at the end while the other couldn't. Exactly, we talked about it in the preview that we don't really know how good the Vikings are. We don't know if they're contenders or pretenders. And the Lions are kind of in that camp too, where these are two teams that you, balls in their court, as far as how good they are, they, 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 they kind of hold their own destiny. Um, 
But yeah, the the MO of the first half in the game was that the Lions were going to go for it on fourth down, and they did so three times in the first half, um, three for four. The first three were three for three, and then they did end up missing one um, in the in the second or in the second quarter. Um, but Dan was very clear that that they were going to be um, setting the tone on fourth down. St. Brown, call him fourth down St. Brown because he was picking up the yards when they needed it most. Did scare me a little bit when he, he made that leap into the end zone. Or I guess they called him short, so couldn't call it the end zone, but leap towards the pylon. Yeah, I mean, they don't call him the sun god for nothing. It looked like he was destined to fly. Uh, it was actually kind of funny, uh, reminiscent of the old uh, California, Cal quarterback, uh, I think we had him on our team when he uh, basically broke his neck flying through the air, though. But reminiscent of that, how it was just floating, 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 and you're waiting for the bad crash. Luckily, he didn't get hurt on that play. Sad to see that he had to go get checked on for an ankle injury. I actually want the NFL to uh, do a full investigation into U.S. Bank Stadium's turf. How many guys can leave a game with an ankle injury? That was getting ridiculous. It was contagious out there, and so was the contagious missed field goals. It seemed like both kickers were struggling all day. Um, several missed field goals from both teams, and you're right. The ankles were – it seemed like every other play there was somebody gingerly or, or hobbling off the side. Um, and other fourth down conversions, Jamal had a big one as well. Jamal, like we said, got in the end zone twice today. Um, yeah. It, Can it, I get a stat line? How many fourth downs did they go for? Uh, it was a four or five. It was six. <laughs> they were five of six. That's when you know your ass is in the jackpot there. They were five of six for, for the game. And uh, I believe that's correct. It's it. I believe I wrote that down somewhere, uh, but it was, it was either four I or think five they or missed five of two. six. No, no. Cause they didn't go for the last one. Uh, that's right. They didn't go but, for the last one. Foreshadowing there. Well, it's not spoiler alert it, that we're, we're first half team right now. First half, first half focus, right? Uh, Apologies. I'm going to rein it in. Yeah. As you should. Hawkinson got on the board with a touchdown. We finally got his name called, and we and it was in the spot where we expected him to get involved. That's the red zone. He he finished the day with three catches, but he did get in the end zone. So good to see that. Yeah, let's send a shout out to uh, our call-in listener, Mitch. There, he had him on his fantasy squads. He let us know, Mitch. You're welcome. Uh, not only that, but he made some tough catches out there. You saw that in the uh, first half uh, when they needed a first down. He came up about a yard short on the catch, but an impressive catch nonetheless. Yeah, the the spots that spot was questionable, and so was the spot on the Amon Ross St. Brown dive, which they put him at like the two, which was ridiculous. But yeah, Mitch yes. Mitch said he'd he'd call him out. He called him out, and he'd call him out again. And I said, you know what? That's that's Mitch motivation right there. That's trademark Mitch motivation playing on that contract year yeah yeah he's got to get more involved and uh he's he is involved um now with a touchdown you know, he's got to build on that build on what we can build on there right um and then the, yes, the second half kind of just fizzled out for the lions uh they ended up letting the vikings back into it uh, had a had a nice little lead going there and the vikings ultimately tied it up right before half and they almost took the lead before half luckily kirk cousins wasn't quick enough on the on the trigger there to get the team up for the spike and I I, I won't spoil the halftime capsule but I, I I gave him some of my thoughts on that. Um, Tracy Walker also got hurt in the first half and he, he was sorely missed in the second half. That secondary is already 
on the brinks. And so you, you start taking guys out due to injury and it, it only makes things worse. Uh, Amani Oruwarie was laundered all day long and it only got worse in the second half. He was looking like um, he was- Bull in a china shop. Yeah, it, no, that's exactly the way I would describe it. That That's perfect. Um, the refs, like we said, we're calling it out. Um, and both of us referenced this in the halftime capsule, but clearly not the same ref uh, official squad as last week. But I will say that Amani was certainly guilty of several today. Um, there were some that were closer than others, but um, yeah, it's we'll get to that in the full uh, after the post game recap. But that's the first half. Um, it was huge that the Lions kept it fourteen to 14 there at the end with the stop right before half. Uh, I think it would have been even worse for them in the second half had they given up points there. So, um, Tommy, give us that halftime capsule, huh? All right, halftime. Lions, Vikings, hot off the presses right now, and I think Kirk Cousins is going to need to go to a confession after what he was just saying to the ref for not getting the ball down in time for them to run the spike play. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day, Kirk. Let's clean it up, all right? But Lions, Vikings at half, all knotted up 14-14. Big stop by the D there at the end. It was crucial for them not to give up points after a big penalty on uh, Oruwarie, who has been getting littered with flags all day. The laundry has been attached to him. Um, uh, definitely not the same ref crew that we had last week who was letting him play. Man, just a punch-counter-punch first half, though. Thought it would be that way. Close game. And it looks like this one's going to be close throughout the game. Lions were the fourth down felines there for a little bit. They were three for three and then ultimately did not convert the last fourth down. So they're three or four. But being gutsy, um, being, being aggressive on offense, like to see that. like to see them get the ball in space and get a little more vertical when it's there. No Harrison Smith, so they have to take advantage of that. Speaking of no Harrison Smith, Tracy Walker is out and hurt. Uh, that sucks. Um, so... Line secondary banged up a little bit in the in the deep end. Uh, Going to need some guys to step it up for Tracy's absence in the second half. Uh, St. Brown also has a little bit of an ankle. He's got taped up. He's back out. Something to watch for in the in the second half. Another thing to watch for is the refs. They're getting too involved, in my opinion. Not the same crew as last week. That's for sure. These guys are laundering the field with penalties. They're not sharp. This 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 crew not very sharp, in my opinion. Bad spots, some some questionable calls, and uh, let's hope they don't make the make themselves involved too much in the second half and do something stupid like cost somebody the game. Um, but hey, the Lions got to stop the run. That's the big key on defense. Dalvin Cook's um, running the ball with ease, uh, so got to lock down, stopping the run. Uh, their their run game's opening up the pass for Kirk Cousins, so they're playing complementary football on offense. Lions got to got to be better on defense on the offensive set of ball um like to see swift involved more st brown needs more involvement as well although the ankle may hinder him in the second half but um hawkinson good to see him get a touchdown get him more involved as well um yeah i think this is going to be a close one throughout and um i'm sticking with the lions by three let's go lions one more thing to note who else is incredibly sick of Brady Quinn in the booth? Can give me anybody else but Brady Quinn, please. This guy is bad, bad, bad. What's up, folks? It's halftime here. It's a little, uh, it's a little of a bit of a letdown. 
going into half here. The biggest news is is that Kirk Cousins is slow and they couldn't get it. He couldn't uh, rally his team to get that snap down. So go us. They didn't get to attempt a 62-yard field goal. Um, kind of disappointing with the penalties here late. We hey, we were spoiled last week. That's that's my challenge to to not only the defense but the the Lions as a whole. Let's come out with one one penalty or fewer, one or none to end the game in the second half here. But let's go, let's go back out there. The defense is bending but not breaking. Great work. My my initial response for the defense was going to be go into the second half and don't allow any more points. Come out of here with an absolute sh- uh, shutout, but. That, that that DPI that led into the touchdown to Thielen, that led into the bad return, kind of has soured our momentum here. But uh, Dan's got to go rally the troops here in the second half. we got to get fix our pressure on Kurt, and, uh, and I think we'll be okay. Let's go out there, put another tutty up, and walk out of here a winner. Let's go, Ryan. All right. Thanks, Tommy. That's our halftime capsule. Sounds like we were kind of on the same page, both talking about the refs, both talking – um talking about how they needed to improve in the second half and um ultimately they came up short but um let's talk second half here they went for it again on fourth down uh, i've got marked here they were four or five and uh, it was a it was a nice play by jared uh he he had some fancy footwork to get around a defender and, and buy time to get the ball to reynolds um but they ultimately uh came up short on that drive Cook was running the ball all day long. And um, that was what I noted in the halftime capsule is that they needed to, to stop the run. That was a point of emphasis for me on defense because it was opening up the pass all day long. Uh, they they set the tone early running the ball and they, they kind of never looked back. Um, yeah, it was it was it was tough to watch in the second half. They they kind of squandered it. Yeah, if uh, if you want to touch on that, um, on on Cook, that is, you can go back all throughout the week and listen to Dan talk to the media, and, and he said it nearly every single day. I think the biggest thing, biggest thing we can go in with a game plan is to shut down Cook. If he gets going early, he thought that they were going to be in for a world of hurt. So their game plan was to stop him early, so it didn't open up the rest of their playbook, and they became one dimensional. And you said it yourself, he, he, he was let loose, and uh, that didn't happen. We lost containment, and that's when they started getting free pickings. They've got really good offensive downfield weapons in Jefferson and Thielen, and I'm sure I'm missing some, uh, but it, it, they just started running loose. And uh, Thielen's been quiet all year, and finally week three, he stepped up and said, yeah, I still play this game. Might, might be here for a long time, but I'm still on this team. And he picked apart Amani all day long. On the other side of the ball, I guess a, a silver lining is that Okuda was playing lockdown, Q, uh, not QB1, CB1 uh, type caliber of play from him on Jefferson, who's no easy task. Okuda has, uh, I mean, I think Hutch is awesome because he's a rookie. Uh, same with Rodrigo, but he's he's more of a looker, a flashy guy than raw talent. Okuda has been uh, an absolute standout to me in all three weeks, including the preseason. And it, honestly, he took a little bit of regression from uh, um, week one to week two, 
but I think he made that jump back again today. I think he had one one flag thrown at him, maybe two. But I mean, I, I, honestly, he's a sh- shining star. That third pick overall. Uh, you thought he was going to be the bust guy with the injury, but way to bounce back, Okuda. Yeah, props to him. He was that that kind of that silver lining on the defense and just the lines in general today. Like I said, no tough task or no no easy ask for him to be on one of the top receivers in the league with Justin Jefferson. Um, and uh, if we want to circle back to Dalvin Cook, the Lions got kind of what they need. They got a turnover from him. He, he runs into a, uh, one of his blockers, fumbles the ball, and subsequently gets injured on the play, injured shoulder there. Uh, the Lions did not take advantage of that turnover. However, they went three and out. It didn't do anything with the ball. And uh, then they the, the Vikings lose Dalvin Cook for the rest of the game, which should have been in our favor as Lions. Uh, should have been in our favor, but they next man up, and they were able to continue running the ball just almost as good. Um, next drive, Vikings go down, miss yet another field goal. I had in my notes if they if the Lions were able to pull this out, we were going to call call him No Leg Greg because uh, he was missing he was missing all day long, but. Now that the Lions miss field goals too, it just doesn't seem right. Um, but yeah, they they um, they got the turnover that they needed. They then they weren't able to do anything with the points off that. Um, and then from there, the offense kind of fizzled out. They did a they did a full punt pl- platoon swap where they had the offense out, and then they tried to run the the punt team on at the same time, and uh, and ended up getting a delay of game because you can't can't snap the ball and you have to, if you're going to sub, you have to allow the defense to sub or, or for their special teams as well. And they, they were very close, but they, they got a delay of game. Um, it was just kind of a weird, one of those head scratcher things. Um, and uh, yeah, then the, the, the Lions started to try to try to bring it back. St. Brown, a big catch on third and long and uh, fourth down and one comes around. They finally do, um, Surrender a fourth down. This would be the second one they surrendered today. So you're correct. I do. do I do believe they did miss two. That um, based on my notes here, fourth and one run that goes absolutely nowhere. Jamal Williams didn't really have a chance there, um, and that's when things kind of really started to fall off the wheels. Yeah, this is a tale of two halves. But first, let me let me once reiterate: there needs to be an investigation, Mr. Goodell, into U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, even when it was first built, I'm going to get my Trump hand going. I saw here. that. The listeners the, can't for, hear it, but it's happening. Yeah, for the viewers at home, <laughs> I just saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> Full investigation, though. We had, uh, I believe it was Crow's migratory patterns disrupted by U.S. Bank Stadium, the building itself. Several of them dead. They needed to change the tint on the building to save the birds. Okay. Not only that, the amount of injuries coming off that field, specifically ankle injuries, there's turf monsters hidden in that field. I know. It. Yeah. I need an investigation. That's a conspiracy. Theory, thirdly, thirdly, what is it? Astro stadium in that corner of the field. I mean, they just have the air conditioners and just whirlwinding in that corner because they harmed themselves a couple times. I mean, that that kick, Seibert's first one that I watched was going dead at the goalpost in an indoor stadium, and it took a wicked right turn. I, 
I got to disagree. I need a full investigation, Mr. Goodell. Uh, that's a conspiracy theory. Kind of sounds like the Denver airport theory, but that's a that's a topic for another day. But look that up on YouTube if you want. That's a good. That's a. There's a couple good videos about that. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. It it's not like it's a home field advantage thing because it's it's whichever direction you're going. So both teams are going to have to deal with it at some point. But um, Siebert's kicks always look weird to me. They don't. They never look like. Uh, n- never look like Prater, and they never look like uh, an actual good field goal kicker's uh, abilities. Uh, but we'll get into that for- in the post game. But yeah, it's it's it was tough. Um, and then they don't get the fourth down and one. Uh, but then they get a big stop on defense, and they things were looking pretty good. They had the lead still at this point. Obviously, they get a big stop. For once, the 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 officials don't fall don't call the don't call the uh, DPI or illegal contact or holding. It could have been any of the three. Um, it was a bang bang 50 50 call, but ultimately the way they were calling that all game, if they were being consistent, they would have called it there too. But it was a huge, huge stop. Felt like, okay, here's here's where it happens. This is where the team can, you know, this is where the team can be over the hump, right? They get they get the first they all they have to do is really get a first down or maybe two and uh they they couldn't run the ball to save their lives and they they come down to the point of emphasis which is every, everybody's talking about it right now is why you kick the field goal there um and subsequently then the um we'll get into that subsequently then the vikings go down get the touchdown and uh, the lions have 45 seconds to get the ball all the way down the field and without any timeouts um, and Goff was out there chucking up hail marys, and uh, he had a he had a throw on the the, the last play of the game to to seal it with the interception. Um, it, it was just like a it was like a no brain. It was like he just chucked it up there. It was it was beyond a hail mary at that point. It he he's, he's got to just throw that one away and live to see another down because there's still like 12 seconds on the on the clock there. Yeah, that was what was tough for me. So I was listening to it on the radio in the car. Um, that was the hard part, uh, knowing the, the the timing on the clock. Because I did have that in my notes. I was actually very proud of Goff pretty much all game. There were some rough situations where some people got released free on blitzes. And he handled, handled it well. He didn't run around like, uh, God, I don't even know how to describe his backwards run. That just looks like he's frantic. It's the it's but unique he, to him, though. He, no one else does it correct. like that. Correct. He, he did the right thing where he, he actually shuffled his hips, got him centered to either the sidelines or downfield, found a receiver, threw it at their feet, or threw it above their heads out of bounds uh, three or four times that I saw, which was completely different from last year so so hands hats off to him on that one like i said it was tough for me in the radio to know the timing i thought there was no time on the clock and he was just kind of uh letting one fly trying to make something of nothing he was trying to make something of nothing but at the same time you got to know the the clock at that point i mean ultimately if he throws that out of bounds and they get one or two more plays with 10 seconds left they probably still aren't we're still we're still we're, we're still sitting here to talking to you about a lion's loss but it was just one of those moments where it was like it would just it, it just really put a cap on the game that was and so let's let's do the same here let's let's now recap everything uh, the like i said the big thing on everybody's mind is the fourth down there fourth and four uh, put Siebert, Seibert out there 
for a 53, 54 yarder, which would have been a career long for him. Um, when you were going for it on fourth down all game, just felt like it, once again, we talked about this with Dan. Sometimes he's aggressive when he doesn't need to be aggressive and he's not aggressive when he should be aggressive. And he's still a young coach. So we got to give him a little leeway, but it, it, we got to get it. We got to, we started to start working this out because if we're going to break the SOL curse, we got to win some of these games. And, um, that was our big note of, of the game is this was a game you got to win if you want to take the next step. Right. And I felt like there were no moral victories here and we're past the moral victories, right? Last year it was like, Oh, we're losing some close games, but we're building, we're building, we're building, you know, it felt like, okay, there's something, some redeemable things we can take from this. And even this, even this year with, with the Eagles week one, it was like, all right, you know, would have loved to see a win here at home. Just set the tone. But you didn't have that one chalked up as a win. No, that was the difference. This game by halftime was chalked up as a win. And going into the week, you were coming off a confidence booster of we had this kind of scheduled as a 50 50 up in the air game. Now I really think that like we're we're going to win this game. And there was a no doubter going into it. And then off the hype train in the first half, that's where we thought. And I think that's where we're hanging our heads on why there's. There's there's no moral win here. Uh, I think the lowest uh, I felt, this is the lowest I felt in two years aside from the Eagles game last year. Uh, that was the absolute low point of last year. Huh. Uh, I don't want to feel like this again. I yeah. want this to be the absolute low point of this year. Um, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, Dan's quote after the game, you can say it, you know it better than me, but uh, once again, say it again. In Dan we trust, and I'll let you say the quote so I don't I don't misquote yeah. it. But in Dan we trust, and we spoke about how this is so not Dan. Why does he not? Why did he not go for it on that fourth down? And he made and he took the opportunity to kick a field goal. I'll I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Tommy, play the press conference clip. For me, I, I freaking regret my decision there at the end. I should have gone for it fourth down and. Uh... You know, told the team that he should have gone for it. So, yeah, the, he's taken accountability for his actions. He said he immediately regretted the decision. He told the team that they um, he regretted it, and I think those are some of those wrinkles we got to work out um, if we want to take that next step. Like we said, the 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 point of emphasis has to be it's got to be the whole team. It's got to be the coaching staff and the time management issues. Uh, along with not going forward on fourth down or not punting it, you could have done several things. There was a chart I saw online. You could punt there, you could field goal it, or you can go for it. And I think it went go for it, field goal, punt. punt. But it, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it it was just tough because they they had they were they were that in that moment they felt like they dropped the ball there. It was a missed opportunity. Yeah, what it felt like to me is that the coaching staff couldn't decide um, whether they wanted to push it and and uh, put the nail in the coffin for of the Minnesota Vikings or become the the clock killing team. Yeah, yeah, and they, that's what that's what it felt like. They were hesitant in a moment where you can't be hesitant, and um, because the thing is, there you kick a field goal, say you make the field goal, you're still only up six, so the Vikings one score. Vikings are likely to do exactly what they did and go right down the field and boy can we talk about that secondary a little bit because that was what killed them all day long and 
obviously Tracy Walker being out was a big part of that in the end there. Harris Harris feels like he's got or Hughes, I'm sorry, Hughes has a feels like he's got help over the top and safety's nowhere to be found. And it's a it's a walk-in touchdown for the Vikings when things just really unraveled there. And for a moment moment I felt like maybe it was a good thing because then the Lions get a chance to get the ball, but then you look down and you've got no timeouts because the issue of time management comes into play where the Lions took a couple timeouts where they felt like they had the the game in hand where they're in the, in the lead. You can take timeouts because you feel like you don't need them. Right. But ultimately they did need those timeouts because maybe if they have one or two or even three there on the last drive with 45 seconds, maybe just maybe it's a different outcome. Yeah, and I mean, we have this to look forward to. Andy Reid, I think some people would call him a pretty good quote uh, coach. Pretty piss-poor time management coach. Read my mind. If we're going to be honest about it. So, uh, Dan's young, yes. The crew is young, but honestly, I I find it to be unacceptable, that that kind of game management. Uh, I think Dan would put that upon himself. He likes to talk about all three phases being on. Let's call it all four phases. Let's call Let's hold them accountable too. Um, I'm still with them. I, I don't. This doesn't sway me one way or the other. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think he got out coached by by the Vikings staff. Yeah. And uh, I think as a man, he could find that and fix himself and move on. Yeah, but we are at a point where he's he's in his second year, right? So you've got to start looking at some of this stuff because if there's a knock on Dan, it's the time management and aggression and. Ultimately, it's getting loosey goosey yeah. at random times. Ultimately, it's got to be a learning experience. If you got to learn from these and you've got to put it on paper that, hey, we're learning from this. And now, when the situation arises again and it's fourth quarter and the game's on the line, you got to know that Dan's going to be locked in. And we're hopeful, right? And he, he's got to practice what he preaches. He's hard on the guys. He's got to be hard on himself, which he is. So, Hey, learn from it, Dan. We're still with you, Dan. Let's let's build on what we can build on, right? Yeah, and I, I think I'll, I'll leave the Dan talk at at this. I'm sick of seeing flashes to an extent. We've seen a lot of flashes last year and this year. I want to see a complete game. I want to see a complete game of the Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes experiment. Because it looks so good when we see the flashes. I just want to see the whole thing put together. Yep. We talked about the flashes last week, and there were definitely less of those this week. Um, Yeah, it's got to be put together, right? (laughs) All right. All right. Well, we just had a little bit of a technical difficulties. Tommy, you're going to fix that up, right? Yeah, he says he will. Uh, Just playing through adversity here on the Lion Share podcast. That's what we do. It's what we embody, and uh, it's what we embody from the Lions, and that comes from the top of head coach Dan Campbell, who we just we're we're discussing and criticizing. But yeah, we're still on his side, all right. And um, yeah, let's let's get off the Dan Tran, the Dan Tran, the Dan, the the Dan train uh, for a little bit <laughs> here, and um, let's go back into some more recap. Um, Siebert, yeah, I don't think he's the guy. And uh, unfortunately, Riley Patterson is now gone on to the Jaguars, and he's he's kicking kicking balls for them and uh, doing a good job at it. So uh, we can't bring him back. Um, but don't know why they went Siebert over Patterson, uh, but it's rearing its, rearing its head right now with uh, Siebert's latest performance. 
Yeah, I don't know if he's the long-term option. He might be the stop-by guy. I think he's good enough to uh, to win games. He's not making those long ones. You said 53 or 52, yeah. 52 or 50. 53. Uh, so he's not he's not a long ball kicker. I do think he's a stopover. Oh, God. Hey, man. Rodrigo. We're going to pull another one in. That might be Mr. just crazy Bam enough to work. D- double Rodrigo state. on the team. Uh, it might be crazy enough. It might work. You might be onto something there. Maybe bring him on, practice squad kind of thing, right? Give him a shot. Prove it. Oh, Give him yes. a shot, yeah. man. Yeah. Kickers are, kickers uh, you are know head who cases. else was a head case? We talked about him, but uh, Amani just got work today. And uh, that secondary in general, um, let's talk a little bit about that. And um, the unfortunate news is that Tracy Walker looks like it could be an Achilles. And obviously that's a long-term uh, dealio there. So... He's going to be sorely missed, and um, if it is, in fact, Achilles, we'll get confirmation on that later in the week. Right now, it's just the rumor. And, um, yeah, um, if they want to win now, if this team wants to win now, they may have to shop for some safeties out there. Yeah, if uh, if that's the case and he's got out for the long count, that secondary is in for – a grueling season and it is just the beginning i mean we we heard dan say that we just thought it was the injury bug you know every takes it just happens at a random time in the year and we thought this was it but it is to look serious i mean this 53 man roster is depleted they're looking sorry to the point that they shouldn't have cut a single soul off to, i mean we, we see every man a reappearance at some point now um but yeah, it's not looking good. If that is if that is the case, I thought it was kind of more more of an angel. We were looking at it, and he was kind of walking around, so I wasn't that that concerned about it. I honestly thought he was going to make a reappearance in in the game, and he just he just never did. So uh, please keep us updated yeah. on that one. Yeah, Dan just mentioned it in his in his press conference that it may be an Achilles, so that's what everybody's leaning towards. Uh, I was hoping maybe it was just cramps at the time, but obviously more serious than that. Um, in in other news on the defense, Aiden Hutchinson kind of had a little bit of a quiet game after his breakout game last week. Um, yeah, going to need a little bit more production from him. Yeah, I don't know if it's what it is, and you, you hit your hit the nail on the head though. I mean, he needs the production. But I'm I'm worried about this thigh injury. I think there's something more to it. The yeah. the radio announcers uh, kept noting that he came out of the game uh, at least once and we're having the trainers look at his leg again. I think there's more to this thigh injury that they're kind of keeping in-house, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely something to watch if if a major injury comes out later in the season and it stemmed from week two. Yeah, Charlie Horse was is kind <laughs> I don't think it's a Charlie horse, but that's what they've been calling it. And uh, he didn't practice for much of the week. Just got some action in on Friday, some brief, briefly things. So, yeah, uh, let's let's get him healthy and let's see him let's see him be the monster we know he can be. Um, Jared Goff, like we said, kind of played well. He was serviceable-ish. Uh, he wasn't making anything many many big plays um he but he wasn't conversely he wasn't really doing anything to put them out of the game so he was ish serviceable not as good as he was in prior weeks um but let's talk positive here for a little bit um oh offensive line looked really good 
I thought uh, I just want to touch back back on golf because I, I honestly okay. I just wanted to give him some props. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he was definitely good enough to win this game. I mean, the interception on a stat line is kind of a whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, ch- checked down, got got out of some plays, threw the ball away when he needed to when the line did fail. Um, I, I honestly, I just thought we needed more production out of the running back room. I thought that was the biggest thing for me. We didn't yeah. see a lot of Swift. I kept saying that to you. We got to get Swift more involved in this game. Uh, it kind of looks like they're trying to convert Amon Ra into uh, a Debo Samuel. Uh, yes. I feel like he's definitely that player for us, and uh, I, I don't really know what to do. You got to get Swift involved, but what's the injury he's dealing with? Yeah, I, that's the that's the thing. That's all these key positions seem like there's just injury, 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 all in the ankle region, and that's going to be tough to grind it out when these these injuries happen so early in the year. Sometimes this happens, well, oftentimes this happens late in the year when it's, it's grinded out time and you just got to play through some of these when it's later weeks of the year. But uh, week two, week three, that's 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 noticeable and uh, that's an area of concern for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can be out of you can be out of contention quickly. I mean, it's it's yeah. that's that's quick stand. That's that's what we talk about. Yeah, it is. It is, and. Uh, we're not sure what that stems from, but it's it's the turf monster. Perhaps they played all three games indoors and on turf. Very true, sir. Um, so and then week four, week four will be in the on the turf as well. We'll get to that in a minute. But they're they're the turf monsters, and uh, turf monsters. It's going to be right the it's going to be right the ship week next week when we talk about that in a minute. Um, Brady Quinn, like I said, awful in the booth. He shouldn't have a job. Um, uh, maybe that's a little too far, but, uh, he, he was, um, he was complimenting, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, got a little bit of a penalty there for some hip thrust action, which was not a hip thrust. Let's make it and be known. That was a hip shake. That was the hips don't lie shake. That was not a hip thrust. Uh, Hussey, the lead official lead umpire for the crew today. Uh, he's clearly not chill like that. Uh, how, how dare you call a flag there? That guy definitely goes home and has uh, scheduled sex with his. Oh, sorry, he doesn't call it that. He calls it intercourse. He has scheduled intercourse love. With, with his wife. Uh, lights off, underwear on, socks on. Uh, he thanks her for a job well done afterwards, and then he promptly goes to bed. There's and no aftercare either. No aftercare. No, and she's cooking all the dinners too. You know that. You know that. Um, but, uh, Brady Quinn and the guy that I think his last name's like God, God, Godlin or Godin, um, in the booth. And, uh, he had a funny line. He said that Jamal Williams act of hip thrust was that you, he said, that's what you used to do at Notre Dame, right? To Brady. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. He should ask uh, if that's what he did, uh, as he slipped, slipped, slipped down the draft. <laughs> And that's why he's in the booth and <laughs> talking to us on Sundays and not on the field, right? Um, yeah, it was a decent game for Jamal. Two touchdowns, as we said, led the lead or led the team on the rushing side of things. Just Swift just couldn't get involved, and some of that may be to do with the ankle. Um, and uh, 
something to watch for is his ankle as well as Aminra and uh, the Tracy Walker news will hit soon. I'm sure we'll recap that when we get the news. Uh, like I said, Lions cover the spread again. Once again, six points or whatever it was, uh, seven and a half when we recorded last week and it ended up being six. So they cover the spread by losing by only four. And uh, next week, like I said, it's the get right game. It's the right the ship. You're back at home in in Ford Field in Detroit versus Seahawks who are coming traveling from the West Coast. So it's an early game for them. You know, that's like a, a 10 a.m. game for them. So uh, no excuses next week. You got to win at home and you got to win against a team that in the Seahawks who are not a solid squad and making that long trip uh, east. This is one of those games that we talked about. We looked at it on the season. We scheduled it as one of the W's. This was the 50-50 game. You've lost the 50-50 game that you had won. You couldn't have said it better. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Great co-host. Get right game. You got to get right. You got to right the ship. And this is the one to do it. We got it scheduled for a dub and a, a bottom tier team, a bottom half yeah. team. Yeah, a team that's kind of in, not in shambles, but uh, clearly – being led by a quarterback and Geno Smith, that's not the guy, the long-term guy, but the bridge quarterback to whoever they ultimately get. And um, yeah, it's got to be a win. It's 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 a must-win if they want to do something with the season and not have it fall out completely. You you gotta gotta bounce back, and it's at home, like we said. So, twelfth man, we're gonna need you again this week and um, in the in the coming weeks ahead. So, yeah. Uh, PA Lion of the Week. Um, you and I haven't even discussed this, so this is going to be raw. Um, week one and two, we had very clear um, winners in DeAndre Swift week one and Amon Ra last week. Pretty clear-cut winners. This week, not as clear-cut. The offense uh, was pretty even across the board and defense uh, as well. Um, I think I'm going to present you with a couple options. And Yeah, let's we'll, live discuss we'll, it. Well, let's discuss. Um, I had... In no particular order, Jeff Okuda, Jamal Williams, and just the offensive line as a whole. Uh, yeah, Jeff Okuda was my number one as well. Uh, uh, first half wise, I had I was ready to name Josh Reynolds or Amon Ra like right away, yep, just because yep. Reynolds is that safety guy for uh, the safety blanket for Goff. I feel like oh for sure. Um, and then he kind of fell apart and I think ran into somebody else and got hurt. So he, he dropped off this list for me. And then the, my other my other shining star was Jamal Williams. I mean, he was four yards away at the end of that game from giving us a first down to possibly just run the clock out in that game. Oh, so close. And it, was, it would have been a game changer. Like you said, uh, it was about a – about one tackle away, one defender, one broken tackle away from we'd be talking about a completely different outcome. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I would like to toss my uh, player into the realm of even though the secondary got torched, Jeff Okuda stood his ground. Yeah, like we said, silver lining um, in, on the defense, especially in the secondary, which was in on fire, burning at the stake all day long okuda locked it down on one of the top receivers so are we giving it to okuda i would like to just uh the room as a whole they're gonna have a ugly week oh yeah the film session yeah gonna be tough Uh, it's gonna be tough to be uh uh, 
a defensive player for the Lions this week. Yeah, Aubrey Pleasant and Aaron Glenn alike are going to be – they might not have a voice after that session. <laughs> let's uh, let's table our discussion on the Lions and let's talk about the rest of the NFL. Let's go right down our handy-dandy list. If you want to hold on, hold on. We just rolled into the third. Uh, oh, update, the four, update me. 49ers are up 7-5 to five right now. Oh, Broncos God, have. Yeah, yes, sir. The Broncos have the ball at their own 36. Going no huddle here. Russell oh, you're going to give us play-by-play here? No, 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 no. Okay. no. I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. I was almost sucked me in there. That's that's what football does. Sucks me right in. Just, just instantly into the viewer mode. That's that's why I'm a fan of the Raiders. <laughs> that's black a black hole, hole baby. <laughs> black hole sucks you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's uh, let's talk Thursday night, which was ugly. I didn't catch much of this. Uh, your boy was at an award ceremony, but I did catch the end in the Steelers demise. Browns two and one. Are they are they for real? Uh, not only are they for real, but Brownie the Elf is for real at midfield. Oh, that is uh, the. Ugly nightmare logo. That's a mixture of snap, crackle, and pop. If uh, God, I can't say these words on the airwaves, but he somehow turned brown. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with that. Tom, you might understand that better than I, but yeah, Browns two and one. What can you say? I can say that I thought the Steelers had this game won, and it felt like that for most of uh, the first half and into the second, and then. And then I fell asleep and I woke up. <laughs> oh, little did you and know. The, and the Browns had won that football game. Brissett <laughs> with two uh, two touchdowns, 220 yards. Nick Chubb also getting it done on the ground. You got to ask yourself if they're good. We, we talked about what's the number that they got to get to and wins if you don't bring back Deshaun Watson. Agreed, but uh, on the other side of the ball, under the helm for the Steelers. Oh boy! People are unhappy with Mitchell Trubisky after this game. They are calling for Kenny Pickett's name. I mean, I was looking at the spray chart, and I mean, there's probably about five bad. downfield passes, and nothing to the middle of the field. Yeah, check down Trubisky. That's what he's known. Chicago fans know that all too well. Um, we'll see. If, uh, how many more losses they give them until they go to Kenny Pickett season. But uh, now fast forward to Sunday. Speaking of the Bears, we had Bears-Texans. We both had Bears. Points to us here. Bears eke one out. Davis Mills with an, a late interception to uh, to seal it for the Bears, who uh, ultimately just had to sit on the ball at that point and kick the game-winning field goal. Yeah, I mean, and what's more disgusting is that with this loss for the Lions today to Minnesota, the Bears are just somehow eking their way into wins, and they're just going to find yep. their way climbing this division in a year that they should have finished fourth. It's just it's disgusting to watch it play out. No, it's disconcerting for sure. Uh, Titans, Raiders, who we both had Raiders here, so this hurts, but – Titans somehow pull it out at home. That's just the Titans, though. They 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 lose games they shouldn't, and they win games they shouldn't. It's 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 a weird team that Rabel leads, and uh, Derrick Henry uh, got it done a little bit with uh, 85 yards and one touchdown. 
Uh, Vegas almost mounted a comeback at the end, ultimately fell short on the two-point conversion, which would have tied it, likely would have sent it to overtime. Uh, But Titans get one in the win column. Raiders 0-3. Yeah, I mean, there goes my black hole. They, they apparently, they they do no longer have the gravitational pull to to envelop a a, a red giant. Uh, I will say though, uh, Derrick Henry. I don't know what happened in the second half. In the first half, he decided that he was good at football, and then the second half, he said, "No, I'm not. I'm not very good at football." Yeah, he it's weird. Tennessee is just a weird team. No idea what to judge them on anything really. You got Tannehill at the quarterback, who's, <laughs> who, who, whose only job is to hand it off and uh, throw the ball once in a while. But yeah, Titans, good for them getting a getting a win. Guess who else got a win? Unexpected, unbelievable. Uh, Colts, wow, over the Chiefs, wow. I, I had them as the worst team in football, and uh, <laughs> yikes, was the roof opener closed? That's the real question. Andy. Well, well, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, I I didn't have eyes on it, but um, I don't know. Looked like a nice day in Indy, so it, it was probably open. Ursay had the mirrors going with shining yeah, lights sure. into, into Kermit's eyes there. Yeah. Mahomes, 20 of 35, 262, and one touchdown. Uh, but the Colts, 1-1-1 one, one, and one. No, that's that's a weird, weird record right there. 1-1-1. One, one, one. <laughs> I don't know is- if that's ever been seen before. It's encapsulating of a bad team as a weird record, but I will say I heard reports during the week that Matty Ice took over his veteran status on this team and was getting in people's faces and was sick of it. And uh, I guess wow. whatever he did did something was something was right. I guess that's get right game. They write the ship at home, get the nice win over the Chiefs, see what they can build on there. I guess. Yes. Sir. Uh, Dolphins 3 and 0 over the Bills very close though at the end ja- Josh Allen nearly with a game winner that he throws at the feet that was a tough one and uh who else was having a tough time was the offensive coordinator up there in the booth my gosh goodness me somebody get that guy some anger management classes i mean that's a perfect uh perfect snippet that that uh, some small business can take and use for for marketing <laughs> I mean that that's unbelievable. They I did hear in the pregames that uh after Tom Brady's childish outlash uh during last Saints Bucks game, he smashed two tablets on the sidelines and Roger Goodell sent out a memo saying any NFL property destroyed will result in serious fines and penalties. And uh I'm gonna go ahead and say the Otter Box did not protect the tablet no. up in that stadium. No, that was ugly. It was it was multiple punches and throws and and all sorts of things. It wasn't just a slam down. It was a, it was a lot. Um, someone else who got slammed down was Tua in this game. Um, speaking of investigations, their NFL PA is investigating whether or not it was safe to put Tua back in after it appeared he sustained a concussion. So something to look for there because he went back into the game and they yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be investigated. Yeah, let me credit you first. That was a beautiful beautiful transition, sir. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, articles are already out. How did how is Tua allowed to come back in this game? The NFLPA wants to uh, wants to go over how a player is evaluated. Uh, it's just another issue that we will continually revisit. It's concussions. Mm-hmm. There's 
it's tough. There's no physical signs, really. I mean, there are some, but it's it's tough. It varies person to person. Yep, it's it's a undistinguishable at times. So, um, Ravens, Patriots, Ravens two and one, uh, as expected. Ravens get the dub over the Patriots. Mac Jones sustained uh, sustained sustained a leg injury to his ankle. X rays were negative, but um, more to come on that Mac Jones injury. Yeah, I got to check who the Patriots backup even is because I am <laughs> unsure. I did, however, hear that uh, our friend Matty, God, another Matt, Matty Patricia with the Patriots was actually, in fact, not calling plays, but Bill Belichick, shadow play caller. Wow. Um, if that's the case, figure it out. But uh, loss of a quarterback is no easy feat to overcome mid-game. No. Mac Jones had three interceptions today, so not a good day for him. It, uh all things considered, even with the injury. So, yeah, uh, let's move on. Bengals, Jets, Bengals finally get in the win column. This was their get-right game. You got to win this against the Jets. Against the Jets. That's that's a must-win. Okay, now I know we both had this one right. Yes, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Count that's them where the only we can. One I know for sure. Yeah, no, we're I sitting mean, all right. We'll we'll unveil that in a minute. What but, were? Yeah, can the bank, can oh. you give me Burrow's stat line? Can I give you Burrow's stat line? Well, let me click on the box score. Uh, Burrow, saw... 23 of 36, 275, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Solid day from him. Yeah, I want to know how many turnovers they had because I see that his team was doing all they could to lose that game. Yeah, Jamar Chase had a fumble, and yeah, somebody else did as well. Yeah, so it was uh, – they looked good, but, I mean, still just a lot of ugly turnovers where you just – Yeah. They're still just kind of unknown. Yeah, they, it, they they had to win this one, and, uh, and, and it wasn't pretty, but they got it done. And, yeah, they've got to keep climbing the ladder because there's still a lot to, to fix there. Joe Flacco on the other side of the ball had two interceptions. Not a great day from him. Um, yeah. I don't know how he didn't enter concussion protocol either. Well, you, you got to ask that question almost every week with him. <laughs> it's, it's, he got murdered it's, out there. It's tough for him out there. And uh, Zach Wilson is cleared to play next week. So we'll see um, if they stick with Flacco or if they go back to the young gun, Zach Wilson. So something to keep your eye on. So another thing to keep your eye on is the Eagles are looking like they're flying high and they're for real. Uh, I know you had them highly ranked in your preseason, and I kind of gave them the cold shoulder. Well, I'm, I'm eating my words now. Big win after big win for them. Um, 24 to 8, just a commanding commanding win. Another good game for Jalen Hurts and company. Devontae Smith had uh, 169 yards and one touchdown. And I believe, if I don't have this right, it's it was either eight or nine sacks on defense for the Eagles. So Carson Wentz, once again, red hair and red face. <laughs> oh, God, the commanders are down. I repeat, the commanders are down. Uh, Jalen, down I mean, bad. This, is, this is all about how good the Eagles are and how bad the commanders are. Jalen Hurts proved that he is – in fact, a good quarterback and should not have been replaced by Tua. Um, 
And he got it done with multiple guys. I mean, he toasted us with AJ Brown. And what do the, what do the commanders do? They double him. They do whatever they can to him. And he goes out and he finds. Uh, I'm gonna apologies if I get his name wrong. Is it Devonta or Devonte? Devonte Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He goes out and he finds him. He had a huge first half. I'm sure he just did more in the second, unless he just completely fell off the earth. I, I didn't catch the second half, but. He went out and he found multiple guys and uh, the defense helped him out. That looks like a real football team. Yeah. People are going to start talking Jalen Hurts MVP talk soon. You know it's coming. You know who's not going to be MVP? Uh, Jameis, uh, as some would call him, Seamus Winston. Another bad day for him. Got a question that LASIK. Uh, Panthers over the Saints. I'm uh you can't see me my camera is not activated I got a big L on my forehead uh Jameis the lamest and I'm gonna join him in that category forever believing <laughs> in this crab eaten man I mean why would I ever haul his bandwagon I I'm leaving that thing wheelless and dirty in week three and that team's going nowhere no, it's not looking good for them in the NFC South. Uh, Panthers get one on the win column like we, like I predicted. And uh, guess who else has only one win? That's the Chargers. They lose 38-10 to at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's up with that? Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're over here talking about the long trip and the change of time zone that the Seahawks are going to go through when they come to town. I mean, my goodness, you lose to the literal worst team in football from the previous year by, uh, was it 28 points? Yeah, it was, what it was something is like that. happening? And they scored early. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the, and the commanders beat the Jaguars. So there, that's a, another mind-boggling thing right there. Is we'll start figuring out these teams, but these first couple of weeks, it's like these – you don't know. You have to weed them out. And uh, the Jaguars two and one. I don't know even how to how to grasp my head around that. Um, the Chargers just didn't look good all day long. Herbert. I mean, he had almost 300 yards and a touchdown, but uh, I don't know if it's the ribs for him still bugging him, or or what it was. But clearly, not a defensive game for them. Giving up 38 points. That's that's just tough at home. That is. That, I got. Sit him or start him. I got to get these guys off my fantasy lineup. I've got their <laughs> defense. I've been riding with them, and it's oh, been boy. a bad ride. That's another bandwagon that I'm just leaving by the side of the road right now. Yeah, no. You know, you got to rip that Band-Aid off right now. And yeah. uh, I can tell you what, though. Trevor Lawrence still looks good in and out of pads. Yeah. Uh, the, he's got the flow. The flow is going strong. It's going to be – I'm sure it was looking good on the the beaches of California today. He he might spend some time there. He oh, he's I got the California look. I think he's gonna enjoy the weekend. Yes, sir. Rams, the other LA team, get it done against the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray and the Cards tried to bring the magic again with a late game, almost heroic comeback, but uh, came up short on a Matt Prater onside kick that would have given him a chance to tie it. Um, Rams, not a commanding victory, but uh, a win nonetheless for the Rams of L.A. Nobody's going to go back and watch the flow of this game. They're just going to see the W in the win column. That's all that matters for the Rams. I mean, as much as I want them to do poorly this season, good for them. 
And other side of the ball, I still don't believe in Kyler Murray. <laughs> no, he's too short. Too short. Uh, Falcons and the Battle of the Birds get it done against the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks tried to make a comeback at the end. Geno Smith with a late game interception. Uh, yeah, what else can you have to say? That's the team the Lions play next week. So, yeah, the aerial endeavor for the Falcons. Cordell Daryl Patterson getting more involved. Uh, we heard yeah. uh, we heard him talk. Matt is it Matt Smith? His name for who? Geno Smith? Matt Smith? Uh, Falcons coach? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Let's whatever just keep it rolling. His, whatever his name is. Uh, they they asked him about why Kyle Pitts was not involved in the offense. Uh, so you got to you gotta ask, did, he, did they get him more involved this week to get a win? I know I saw him with a few catches and rumbling, bumbling, but uh, they did just enough, clearly. I missed most of this game. It's Arthur Smith for the record. Uh, okay. Thanks, Tommy. And uh, in the last game um, that is completed, that's the Packers and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady tried to lead another late-game comeback, as he always has in his career, uh, but they came up short on a two-point conversion that would have tied it and likely sent it to overtime. So Packers get it done on the road. They're in 2-1. and one. Bucks also 2-1. and one. Yeah, you just got to ask yourself, what is, a, what is the long-term effect of this going to do? Uh, really just encouraging the young kids to do drugs. It's just sad <laughs> to see. Sad for the league, honestly. Uh, what what was that? the name of that again? Ayahuasca, sir. See, Ayahuasca. It's, it's unforgettable. That's. I, I thought it was, uh, and my brain immediately went to ashwagandha, which is not a drug. I think it's like a, a vitamin or something. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. Uh, luckily, luckily for the Packers, they're getting out of there before this hurricane I, Ian comes through because... That would have been a mess. Yeah, they'd be practicing in uh, in Florida for a few extra days. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the game that's currently in progress. As you mentioned, seven to five, still our score at the end of the third. That's ugly. Yeah, is that the second safety in the league this year? I mean, there's always going to be a few of them, but it's always weird when it happens. Let's let's give you some some real instant thoughts here. Russell Wilson's 15 of 25 um, for 126 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, been sacked four times. Jamie G on the other side of the ball, 11 of 18, 135, one touchdown to um, Brandon Ayuk. 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 Uh, That's always a tough one for me. Brandon Ayuk. No, no, no. I'm not cutting anything. Um, Yeah, so... Going into the fourth quarter, uh, 49ers got a two-point lead, but hey, this anything can happen. Broncos are at home here. Um, we Broncos country. We we um, we were. I can't remember if we were separate or together on this in this call, but um, I know I had the 49ers. Uh, yes, I do believe they were mining up a victory. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the play on words there. Yeah, and yes. I said, yep, d- diamond in the rough. Yeah, okay. So, with this game currently still uh, in progress, all games up and leading to this, my record sits at seven and six, and Andrew is at six and seven. So, with two games left, we're hinging again on five hundred. Yeah, it was a tough week for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Without looking at the scores, I thought I went. Uh, I thought I had one one correct prediction on the week. 
didn't give yourself enough credit. Oh, it was bad. I didn't. I was not happy with it. Yeah, we we both had Bills. That one over the Dolphins was was pretty shocking, but the Dolphins proven themselves uh, against the team that we thought is probably a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were they were trying to take the biggest upset of the week, but obviously we got to hand that over to the Colts for taking yeah. down the Chiefs at home. That's an impressive win for them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw this news, but big news in my realm of the world for sure as a as a Rihanna fan, but Rihanna officially named as halftime performer at this year's Super Bowl. Uh-oh, boys. Better get your umbrellas. Ella, Ella, you're the second person to make that joke, and probably not only the second, but uh, uh, Michael Strahan made that joke uh, because oh. of the Super Bowls in Arizona this year. He said, we're not going to need our umbrella, Ella, Ella, because, you know, Arizona, it never rains there. That's the joke. Uh, I don't know, man. Michael Strahan, it's good company. I could just set up a hammock right between those teeth and live forever. Oh man, he's everywhere too. He's like on Good Morning America or whatever, or re, uh, whatever. It used to be live with Regis and Kelly. I think it's live with Strahan and Kelly or something now. Is he still but doing that? I th- I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched daytime television in like ten Take years. A vacation, you know what else? Man. You know what else I haven't done in ten years is go to a Rihanna concert like we did in two thousand eleven. Throwback to that. Woo! Hey, and 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 other woos. Breaking news: the uh, 49ers just kicked a field goal, so it's now 10-5. All right. Mr. Unlimited takes the lead. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> 49ers. No, wrong guy. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Hey, oh. but it's setting up to be maybe a game-winning drive uh, coming soon. If they get a touchdown, they'll, they'll win by two. But, yeah, I'm excited for Rihanna. She hasn't made music in, like, six years. But, um, yeah, let's give me Rihanna. Let's see Whatever. if she can top. Who do you think she's going to bring with her? Oh, she better bring Drake. Well, you don't think uh, – I thought there was going to go uh, full women's women's empowerment oh, and get probably. the full cast and crew of probably like five five, uh, five women. Okay. You get the yeah. old Nicki Minaj probably out there. You're probably going to get Cardi B, probably bring <laughs> out Ariana, maybe a little Doja. <laughs> Could get wild. Uh, who's, who's, the, who's the other one? Not Doja Cat. The other one. Um Missy Elliott. No, no. Wow, that's 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 way far back. No. Sears in the house. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Reel it in here. Uh, this is the end of the show when it gets weird. It always does. <laughs> um, Apologies. Ta- let's talk college football week four. How is it week four already? That's crazy. Michigan, oh. um, a little bit of a trap game almost. Pulls it out against Maryland, but uh yeah blake corum continues to be the beast that he is but the michigan had a little bit of a scare they had a little bit of a scare but the real news of the state is uh is on the other side oh boy in in east lansing yeah just not a good showing against um um minnesota the other m team yeah i mean I'm surprised Mel Tucker even let him catch a flight. I'm, I'm surprised they he literally didn't make him teach a lesson, put him on a boat, and make him row their way home. <laughs> row the boat back home. Yeah, it was raining too, I think, so it wasn't uh, – maybe it wasn't raining. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Well, they, they drowned. They drowned, yeah, quickly and early too. It was, it was never even a game. Yeah, that was uh, bad to watch. I actually – 
gotta apologize to the lady lion. I didn't I didn't mean to provoke some people. I may have irritated a few Michigan State fans. Went went and had some some dinner, watched that game, and uh, I couldn't stop commenting how, on how bad they looked. And uh, my booming voice carried across the bar. Oh, as it always does. These guys weren't happy. No. Good thing you didn't walk out of there with a black eye, I guess. Hey, man. Uh, Real quick, real quick. Five seconds or less. um, Give me a rating on those um, ribs out of ten. Five. uh, And then I'd give it a six and a half after I got the extra cup of sauce. (laughs) Okay. Lathered them. That's not that's not a very good score, but we they digress. Were okay, dude. I had a lot okay. of food. I was I was embarrassed. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Texas loses, but in uh, in the biggest news of that game, the announcer said what I believe what the quote is: Texas pulled one out of their hats. But it sure sounded like he said Texas pulled one out of their ass um, when they when they got a uh, a game scoring. Uh, touchdown that that ultimately led to overtime which they lost in but wow rg3 didn't make the news this week if anything crazy uh he he just had like one booty cheek comment but the guy for the texas game (laughs) tried to tried to pull one out of their hats he 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 took the card this week one booty cheek comment that's actually hilarious he said that you can't see me right now but i'm giving horns down for the texas uh college football program Uh, and for that announcer uh dude come on man just not appropriate really you know so there were texas a&m was doing hands down or hands down horns down at their thing and i get it that's the big rivalry here but um didn't didn't they lose to App State? I mean, come on. Yeah, you can't do that. But I mean, I also thought it was a penalty to do horns down because the <laughs> the Texas Longhorn fans are the softest of them all. I think it came. I think it got. I think it just got out of hand once they did that. I mean, now it made everybody want to do that. Texas A and M got it done though. Um, goal line fumble to the house. Wasn't that crazy? That was nuts. But uh, these are the boys of fall. John Daly was there. That was a good sighting. Not a good sighting for his Razorbacks, but um, yeah, it's always good to see John Daly on this on your television. Speaking of John Daly, can we get an over and under uh, uh, years of life left? <laughs> well, he's one of those guys that does everything that you shouldn't do to be a healthy individual, and he's going to be one of those people that just continues to live on booze and cigarettes and. Uh, salty food you know he's one of those he's a rock yeah man i feel like he's just living like a rock star and he's just gonna have uh he's just gonna have a quick day one day and he's yeah we're gonna be mourning him because he's a great guy but yeah i I want him to be here a little longer that's all i'm saying yeah savor it the field goal hit the top of the upright which i don't think has ever happened in my mind crazy see uh siebert tried to reenact it today (laughs) Yeah, he, he must have been trying to do his best impression of the Arkansas kicker. Yeah. Um, uh, other horns down game was Oklahoma versus K-State. Um, Oklahoma was doing horns down in the, in, the, in the stands whilst losing to K-State. So that was a, that was a weird look for me. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say about that. That's uh, that was 
pack the carriages, join the Oregon Trail. You got to go back home. You got to turn around. Oklahoma with the with the L there, losing to K State, and uh, they will be surely will be dropping in the uh, rankings uh, this week. And uh, let me see if I can where where the where that is. Um, your updated list is. Georgia one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, Michigan four, Clemson five, uh, Oklahoma falls to twelve spots, down to eighteen after that loss. Biggest jumper of the week is Texas A&M. They jumped six over their win uh, over Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas falls ten, and uh, Wake Forest drops one after losing a close one to Clemson. Uh, almost pulled it out there. Um, Rest of the list relatively unchanged. A few teams jump in two or three spots. Um, in what may have been the highest scoring game ever, Stephen S. Stephen F. Austin, another Texas team here, ninety-eight to nothing. What? Yeah, yeah, that's a score. That's a real score. I mean, impressive as it is. Kind of sad they didn't get an extra two points in that hundred, right? <laughs> I know. Where's the hundred burger? That you know that was that shades of Mari Charter for us. Oh my God! Don't let's not bring it up. <laughs> no There's, one at home. So only some people at home are gonna get that one. But this is uh, quite yeah. the inside joke. What was what was crazy is like I think they had seventy one points through three quarters. So they <laughs> so they had. Or they had fifty. They had fifty nine. Fifty nine and a half, I believe, is the is the score. And they only scored twelve or whatever. They they only scored a, their lowest scoring quarter was the third. So you think, oh, maybe they're kind of letting the foot off the pedal, kind of thing. No, then they come back in the fourth quarter and put up like twenty seven in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's all I'm saying is just give me one more. Yeah. I, uh, I don't you got to do everything you can to kick a field goal at the end of that game. Yeah, if you if you I score. Mean, 98 going, and you can go for two to go for 100 is it a bad look probably but you're gonna get 100 yeah i mean like you got to do everything you can you got to use all your timeouts to save clock to get that ball back and kick another <laughs> field goal <laughs> you, how many people can say they put up 100 in a football game oh, i don't know that might be exclusive company they might be <sighs> top it Florida Tennessee was the probably the matchup of the week. Florida with an epic comeback almost pulled it out with a one-handed onside recovery. They they did get the one-handed onside recovery. It was pretty 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 awesome to see, but ultimately fall to Tennessee and Tennessee now number eight uh, in the in the college football rankings, jumping three spots to eight. Uh, they look like they could make some noise in the SEC. They're the only eight I see. <laughs> They're all. It's a good one. That's a good one. They 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 skipped right over ten when you could have really made that joke. You could have really they they went from eleven to eight, so the joke's not even there. Maybe they'll Sons fall. Sons of bitches! I got I gotta take my shots when I got them. You know it was going through their minds, and the voters were trying to push them to ten last week. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, the other the only other game I had in my notes was Penn State and CMU. Our alma mater. Uh, CMU kept it interesting. Had it had it fourteen fourteen in the first half at one point. Uh, laid an egg kind of in the second half and uh, didn't didn't pull out the victory in Happy Valley, but that's that's kind of our wrap on uh, college football week four. Unless you got anything to add, sir? I mean, Central. I mean, I always touch on Central. They did what they had to do. They they did what a small D one school does, smaller program, and uh, hung in it and 
made Penn State earn their win. Yep, yep. And Penn State has a date with uh, Michigan here 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 soon. Uh, in a couple weeks, in three weeks, uh, Michigan's got Iowa next week. Um, big noon kickoff. You know we're getting Gus Johnson in that one. Uh, that's a big that's a big test on the road. Um, uh, after their squeaking squeaker win against Maryland, so um, yeah, that's 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 college football in a nutshell. Uh, college football week four, NFL week three, almost in the books. One last check of the score. Uh, 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 please hold. One last check of the score. Uh, it's currently still 10-5. 49ers 10-5. have the ball with ten minutes left, so we'll recap that one one. When we do get the airwaves again, but um, looking forward to next week, Lions get right game, as we said, against the Seahawks. Uh, This has been the big show. Oh, you know what? I just scrolled through my notes. I forgot one thing, one thing, and I'm so sorry to put it at the very end, but shout out to Tyler Conklin. We give a lot of credit to Cooper Rush on this show, as uh, as we should, but uh, Tyler Conklin for the Jets, he's been a big target for, for Flacco. He had a uh, pretty solid day today, I believe, like eighty something yards and a touchdown. Uh, so let's let's give out a little little shout out to Tyler Conklin. Let's go. He's a former Minnesota Viking, now on the Jets, uh, getting it done at the tight end position. So yeah, as we said, that is week three of the NFL season, almost complete. We've got two more games, one in progress in the Monday night matchup, Cowboys versus the giants so yeah we'll see you all we'll see you all on wednesday for walkthrough wednesday this has been the big show until wednesday go lions Oh!